G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might have heard just recently uh, talking about the growth of the church worldwide. Absolutely staggering numbers with estimates in the vicinity of 50,000 new converts every day coming to Christ. And that creates a problem. How do you raise up enough pastors to be able to care for and give pastoral guidance and leadership to the growing number of people in the kingdom of God. Well, here we are talking about the growth of the kingdom of God and discipleship issues. A wonderful pleasure to be able to welcome back to 2020 Ken Legg, well-known author, teaching pastor at New Beginnings Christian Church in Reedy Creek on the Gold Coast and a name and a voice you'll be familiar with as a listener to Vision. Ken, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Good to be back with you. And Ken, you've just arrived back from Kenya and yep. you've been in a discipleship training exercise there. Uh, give us some insights here because the church is growing dramatically in Africa. Yeah. Well, I was in Kenya for three weeks and had six conferences in six different counties. Actually, it took me a week to get over it when I got back. I was hit the ground running and didn't stop until I got home. But um, it was it was exciting because there's a hunger there to be trained, to be taught, to be equipped. Now, I've been going to Africa since 2006. Now, this is how it started, Neil. We, we, we went with conferences to teach the Word of God, and, and there's a lot of wrong doctrine being taught, a lot of bad teaching, actually, where people are really getting confused and being taught things that are not in the Word of God. And so teaching is the big need, not, not evangelism so much as they're doing evangelism, but teaching is the big need. So we went and uh, did these conferences, Came back and thought that's good. You know, people have been blessed and their eyes have been opened. When we went back the following year, we discovered that they'd gone back to their old ways. They'd gone back to their environments, being taught the same thing and surrounded by the wrong kind of uh, influence. So we decided, obviously, something needs to be happening through the year to equip and to train. And so we set up what we call schools of ministry. They're like mini Bible schools. Um, you know, teachings on a USB. Uh, actually, we've got a two hundred and forty. 45-minute sermons, teachings on a, on USB sticks, and we buy them a, a TV set because, you know, in Zambia they cannot afford that, and also a solar set because of all the power cuts continuously, you know, losing power. So we buy them a so, solar set, a TV set, and give them the teachings, and of course train the leaders so that they're equipped, they're teaching the right thing. And uh, then what happens is as the students go through these courses, Many of them emerge as teachers themselves. So it's a self-perpetuating uh, strategy, you can put it that way. Making disciples who will make disciples who will make disciples. I can imagine what the Apostle Paul might think. Uh, yeah. Ken Legg, well, I could have told you it'd be like this. <laughs> because if for listeners, a lot yeah. of Paul's writings, those letters that we read in the New Testament, oftentimes yeah. they're correcting the false teaching that was going around. Yeah. And when you don't have a mature church, when you don't have 
a really ingrained doctrinal base for what is truth and what is taught, mm. you've got all sorts of possibilities of false teachings. And so this is quite a major problem, is it, Ken? It certainly is. I think every single book in the New Testament, apart from the book of Philemon, you know, which is a personal letter of Paul, addresses the problem of false teaching. There's a warning, there's a, uh, you know, some instruction about how to teach correctly so that false teaching doesn't come into the church. So it's always been a major problem. The two, the two-pronged problem, you know, persecution on one side from outside the church, but false teaching that comes from within. And so we do need to address it. What sort of false teachings have you come across? Uh, because I yep. hear uh, through the grapevine, people I talk to, uh, you know, issues with a very significant prosperity gospel, uh, which is a major yep. problem, as I understand it, in Africa. Yep. What, are, what sort of false teachings are, are, are perpetuated? Well, that, that is a big one. Sow a seed to get a blessing. Of course, you're sowing the seed to the one who's telling you to sow the seed. Sow the seed into my ministry, into my life. And uh, the Africans are poor enough as it is. And we try to say to them, listen, you do not buy blessings from God. God doesn't do deals. Romans chapter 8, verse 32, He that spared not his only son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? God is not up for buying blessings. You know, he, the grace of God, you know, the very meaning of the word grace is that it's unmerited and unpaid for by you or me. He's, it's all paid for at the cross. And so we try to teach people that, but that, that's a big teaching that, um, I mean, even to the point, Neil, where, okay, you've got no money to bring, go home and bring your fridge to the church. I'm, I'm not kidding you. This is what happens. People are just absolutely getting scammed and ripped off and, and their houses are being emptied of everything they've got in, in the desire to get blessed by God. And these things are brought to the church, given to the preacher. He's getting rich, but everyone else is getting poor. And I've said to them, now, does this work? Have you been blessed by, by this seed sowing? No. I said, well, go and ask for a refund. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were promised that if you sowed your seed, you would get blessed, but they're not getting blessed. Now, other, other um, false teachings, there's a heavy emphasis on demons, on Satan, on evil power, on even if you've got an enemy, Neil, we'll teach you how to pray destructive prayers against that person. Now, when people come to our Bible school, we've had pastors that have come who have been born again in our Bible schools because they did not understand that it's all about putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the finished work at the cross, and resting in what he's done for you for your salvation. They've all thought they, had, they needed to pay a, ble- uh, pay a, uh, a price or, 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 or sow a seed or do, make a sacrifice or do something in order to get saved. And so these are the kind of things that we're cleaning up and clearing up in our ministry there. And of course, in African tribal cultures, there are all sorts of magic practices and no doubt there are demons and such things, but a false teaching can be a variation of a biblical truth. And no doubt, while there'll still be necessity for even those confronting power encounters, uh, there's still a biblical way of going about that and uh, things get out of hand. Yeah. And, and of course, the, the problem is the overemphasis and focus on the devil so that we, you know, that's why the psalmist says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Well, you can't magnify God. He's, he's infinite. What it means is in your understanding, in your, uh, in your uh, perspective, magnify the Lord to who he is and, and, and <laughs> shrimp, shrink the devil because he's not as big as what you're making him out to be. 
And interestingly, Ken, as you say, the evangelism is happening. And as I reflect on what I've been hearing, 50,000 mm. converts a day around the world, and a lot of yes. those are happening in Africa. Yeah. So the need right now is not necessarily for the evangelism, but it is for discipleship. Well, and this is what right. you've been involved in. You called it self-perpetuating discipleship. Mm. How does that process work? Well, we make disciples we, you know, so that they're established in the truth. And then they make disciples who will then go out and make disciples who will make disciples. It's Jesus' method. He never said, actually, grow a megachurch. He never, you know, kind of emphasized size. He said, go and make. He had a big crowd coming to him. He had multitudes even going out into the wilderness to hear him. He sent them away after he fed them and ministered to the 12, knowing that these would make disciples who would make disciples who would make disciples. So if we're checking the pulse today mm. of what's happening in Africa, and uh, you've done all of these different uh, seminars, uh, these discipleship trainings, yeah. how are you feeling about what's going on in Africa? Did you come away with a great impression that I'm, God is doing I'm, incredible I'm things? I'm excited, especially in, you know, because we're, we're focusing mainly Zambia, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and the Congo. But Zambia has been our major focus. We now, we now have 450 schools of ministry. Now, if you multiply that by a minimum of 10, because our classes are a minimum of 10, they can go up to 25, 30. These are the number of people that are being discipled. Now, I'll give you an example. These schools are also set up in prisons. We had one prison there that we went to minister to where they would only let the prisons out one hour a day because they were so bad. They were attacking one another, they were attacking the guards, and they they just could not be let out for more than an hour. When we went in with the schools, they, they began to be transformed, so much so that the, the guards themselves came to the classes, and then the word got out, and, and pastors outside the prison asked if they could come into the prison to also be taught, and they were being taught and being transformed. Now, this is the truth now. At the end, the prisoners uh, were allowed out of the prison they were said, okay, you, you're allowed out, go into town and, and, and walk around and, and, and have a bit of freedom, come back at the end of the day. Can you believe that? That's revival. This got the attention of the government, and the government are so fed up with the false teaching because of what it's doing. It's making people poor because they're giving all their money to these false prophets that they actually inquired about our course and have certified it. It's now, it's now certified with the Zambian government, recognized. In fact, many of them, many of those that have gone through our course and gone through other courses have said that ours is much deeper. The others are very academic, but ours has got life because it's focusing on Jesus, the, 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 the Word of God and the teaching of the Scriptures and how to bring them into our everyday existence so that they bring transformation. And the fruit, the evidence, is in those transformed lives. And uh, it's a particular contrast, isn't it, when you're telling the illustration of what's happened in a prison context. Hey, what sort of needs are there, Ken, Uh, with the groups that you're connected to there? Are there appropriate resources? Is there a way that Aussies can partner with you and doing the good work? Work that you're involved in? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the Zambians, for example, and many people in East Africa, they, they have very, very little materially. So they cannot afford to buy a TV set. Uh, they cannot afford to even buy the USBs. You know, we send all these over free of charge and the solar sets as well, um, whether it's solar set or gen set. Sometimes we buy them a generator 
uh, just to keep the power going so that there's no interruptions. So those are like material needs that do need to be paid for. It's amazing because we're we're only a small church, and and as I say, we've opened 450, but we didn't do those ourselves. There came a time when we realized we cannot keep asking our people to give to these needs, and all of a sudden God brought others uh, on board. Like there's a little church down in um, Painesville in Victoria that has actually financed the opening of 80 schools of ministry. It's a, it's a very small church, not even 20 people. And yet, you know, they've come on board and other individuals. It's like we say, we say this, don't look at the channel, look at the source. God is the source. He'll choose the channel. You know, even as we're talking, maybe he's going to touch somebody's heart to help in this way. But we, we, we keep our focus on the Lord himself. He is the source. And we are blessed to be a channel if he uses us that way. And isn't it amazing that sometimes it's just the smallest gatherings, the smallest congregations who can have the biggest heart yeah. for mission. Yeah. To connect with Ken Legg, you can connect with Ken. He is a part of the New Beginnings Gold Coast Church, the New Beginnings Christian Church on the Gold Coast in Reedy Creek. Here's the website, newbeginningsgoldcoast.com.au. Newbeginningsgoldcoast.com.au. Check out videos with Ken Legg on YouTube as well. Ken, great catching up. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate the work you're doing too. Fantastic work here. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.